Welcome to the Do Life Better podcast, where we believe that you get to create who you have been and who you become, and that it's often the smallest changes and actions that make the biggest difference. I'm your host, Dave Jorner, and each week I will bring you the best guests, tips, and messages to inspire and help you and me do life even better. Thank you for joining me today. Now, let's get started. My friends, and thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. And yes, I, as you know, I really am very grateful for each and every one of you who chooses to tune in each week, and now it's twice a week. And just with that, with the Feel Good Fridays, I've been receiving some really positive feedback about those and how beneficial you're finding them. So thank you very much. It really does mean a lot to me when when you choose to reach out and uh, send me a message either in Instagram or as an email. So again, for everyone who's been sending me those messages, I really do appreciate that. Thank you very much. And speaking of which too, we've also had lots of ratings and reviews coming in lately and I really am enjoying receiving all the love from all of you out there and it also really does help our iTunes rating go up there as well which of course gets this podcast out in front of more people just like you so that they can be part of our Do Life Better community as well. And today's fan of the week is Albell. And Albell says, brilliant stuff and then five-star rating. Thank you for that. And it goes on to say, thanks for creating such an amazing podcast, Dave. Love the variety of topics and guests. Albell, thank you very much. I really do appreciate you taking the time to send in a rating and a review and for being our fan of the week. And of course, if you would like to do that, I know lots of you keep saying, I'll, I'll do it soon, I'll do it one day, or I've been meaning to, or I tried it, but for some reason it didn't work. If you could please just take a moment now, just pause the podcast, go to the scroll to the bottom of your Apple app, podcast app, if that's where you listen to it, and then just leave a rating and a review down the bottom there. That would be fantastic. Again, it's a great way to help me out and get this podcast in front of even more people just like you. So again, thank you very much for that. So for these solo rounds, as you know, I like to focus on something that I've been working on a lot myself lately, or I've been thinking about a lot lately. And yesterday morning, I took the boys to their swimming lessons. Now, they hadn't been going for quite a while because we moved house and we moved away from where they were going. And for some reason, life took over. And we didn't get around to signing them back up again. And it must have been about two or three years since their last swimming lesson. So they've been going now for about eight weeks. And it's been awesome just watching them get even more confident in their swimming, how much they've been progressing in just that short amount of time. And you know, like yesterday morning when I took my sons, it reminded me that when I was their age, I used to freak out about going to swimming lessons. I used to feel so anxious in the car going there that I would literally feel sick. I'd be telling my mum to go home because I'm feeling sick or pull over the side of the road because I feel like I'm going to get sick right here and right now. When we finally got to the swimming lessons, I would freak out that much that the swimming teacher would put me in the middle lane so that I wouldn't just go straight to the edge of the pool and then climb out. But what would happen is as I dive in, I'd probably be one of the fastest swimmers in the pool at the time, but I'd actually swim over all the other kids to get to the edge of the pool because I'd freak out that much. I could swim the whole distance, but for some reason, just that deep water would really scare me. I'd just get really anxious about it. And I never really enjoyed swimming for quite a long time. And even the swimming carnivals at schools, because I couldn't do the full distance, we'd do like the fun little activities. And I remember that just being a, a time of embarrassment for me because all my friends were doing the proper races, the proper events, but I couldn't take part of that. And again, that was a time of 
embarrassment for me and low confidence and nervousness and anxiety. So for me to be able to sit back yesterday morning at the swimming pool, watch my two boys do their swimming lessons, watch them progress. And even in the morning beforehand, like the mornings before we go is really chaotic. It can be a little bit stressful at times, but they're really excited about going. And again, that's a completely different story to my experience. When they're at the pool, they give it their very best. They work as hard as they can. And again, they really, really enjoy it. And for me to sit back and watch that is really quite a nice moment. And I regularly feel a sense of gratitude that my sons get this opportunity, that they do enjoy it, they do have a very different story to my past. And this helps it to feel really worthwhile. In fact, in a way, it brings meaning to it. So even in the morning when it's hectic, getting everyone ready to go to the pool, there's still the sense of meaning and purpose about why we are doing this. And so this is something that I want to look at for today's solo round, which is the idea of bringing meaning and purpose into your life and the incredible benefits that can have. Because this idea of living a life that is worthwhile has been shown, in fact, by a growing amount of research to be closely linked with a wide range of positive health outcomes. In fact, living a meaningful life is fundamental for flourishing and subjective well-being. However, there's actually been a new study by Andrew Steptoe and Daisy Fancourt that has found that this idea of living a worthwhile and meaningful life has positive effects on nearly every aspect of your life. That's right, not just your happiness and well-being, but pretty much nearly every aspect of your life. Now, now their longitudinal study of over 7,000 men and women who were all over the age of 50 has some remarkable findings. Now, just a heads up, this next section on the results from this research is taken straight from their research paper. Um, there's a lot of interesting information in this, and I don't want to get it wrong. I want to give it all to you. So I'm going to read this next part straight from their paper. Now, when I first read it, I couldn't believe just how many areas of our life it impacts. So as I go through it, try to keep up. Okay, so here we go. It says, We show that independently of age, sex, educational attainment, and socioeconomic status, Higher worthwhile ratings are associated with stronger personal relationships, that is marriage and partnerships, contact with friends, also broader social engagement, which is involvement in civic society, culture activities, volunteering, less loneliness, greater prosperity, wealth and income, better mental and physical health, so self-rated health, depressive symptoms, chronic disease, less chronic pain, less disability, greater upper body strength, faster walking, less obesity, and sensual adiposity. Now, side note, I had to Google that term. It means the accumulation of fat in the lower torso around the abdominal area. More favorable biomarker profiles, which are things like C-reactive protein, white blood cell count, and vitamin D. A healthier lifestyle, so physical activity, fruit and vegetable consumption, sleep quality, not smoking, and more time spent in social activities and exercising, and less time spent alone or watching television. It also found that over a four-year period, the more worthwhile they found their lives, the more positive changes they experienced. So again, I hope you kept up with all that, but pretty much areas to do with relationships, social engagement, um, again, less loneliness, better health, better mental and physical health, that is less pain, less disability, greater upper body strength, faster walking. How it increases your walking speed? I've got no idea. Faster walking, a whole bunch of different areas, simply by rating a higher level of meaning within your life. 
Now, importantly, Steptoe mentioned that in the study, these findings were correlational, okay, which means that they show an association between higher worthwhile ratings and other aspects of life, but not that one directly causes the other. Okay, so it doesn't say that having a meaningful life directly enhances these areas of your life or that these areas of your life directly enhance the meaningfulness that you experience. But when one is higher, the other is higher. Now, after I first read this article and their findings, because it was so profound, I actually found myself wanting to spend some time having a deeper search into my own meaning in life to enhance all these different things. And if you're like me, you probably started thinking the same thing, but don't start doing that just yet. Why? Okay, well, you might be familiar with Viktor Frankl's well-documented experience in the Auschwitz death camp. He believed that clinging to a deep sense of purpose and meaning was the only way he could survive and maintain his sanity during his times in the camp. And after leaving these camps, he spent his life spreading the importance of leading a meaningful life, which in itself was the basis for his own life. However, he also famously said that one must not search for an abstract meaning of life. That's right. So Viktor Frankl himself spent his lifetime spreading the importance of having a meaningful life, but at the same time, so that we shouldn't search for this meaning. Because what they've actually found in some other research is that the more that we search for meaning, the less meaning we actually experience. Sounds a little bit paradoxical, doesn't it? But let's think about it this way, okay. It's kind of like saying to an upset child that you must do this activity and have fun while you are doing it. Now, for anyone out there who's ever spent time with kids or know who kids are, that's not going to work. Another example is kind of like forcing yourself to like a new TV show. And if you ever tried that, you know that doesn't work either. So if we can't search for it, if we can't make the meaning happen, then what do we do? Well, what they found is that instead of pursuing meaning, Pursue activities instead and let the meaning flow. So in essence, we pretty much need to just stop overthinking it and get involved in positive activities, work on your social connections and spend time appreciating the small things. So coming up now are a number of different key strategies that research has found to be really beneficial in helping you enhance the sense of meaning within your life. The first one is pause and notice the small positives. Just like Dr. Rick Hansen said about taking in the good. If you haven't heard that episode, I highly recommend you go back and check it out. So in terms of pausing and noticing the small positives, see if you can make that a part of your daily routine and habits. Okay, so for example, for me, uh, this morning I went back out for a run. I haven't been out for about a month because I've been trying this new gym, but I got back into running today. And one of my key areas of pausing and noticing a positive is first thing when I go outside for the run, just to feel the temperature outside, to see the sunrise or the dark sky or whatever's happening. Just pause and really appreciate what I notice outside. And then when I get down to the waterfront, I always stop and just spend a moment there breathing it in and really appreciating the sunlight glistening over the water. So give that a go. Or if you don't go outside in the morning, if you don't go for a run or a walk, even just spend a moment being grateful of the sun coming in your window. 
Another thing that I do is in the mornings, I feel a sense of joy and appreciation when I see my wife and my sons for the first time each day. In fact, I even often find myself in the kitchen having my coffee or my breakfast or whatever and looking forward to seeing my family, just anticipating that moment, that joy that comes with seeing them first thing each day. And one other thing I do is I give a moment to savor my first sip of coffee in the mornings. Now, I never actually thought I'd enjoy coffee as much as I do, but I love it now. I'm I'm probably addicted, I don't know, but I really do enjoy that first sip of coffee in the morning, and I've started to create a habit of savoring that moment. So to really help you pause and notice the small positives, add it in to a habit that you already have. So again, if it's making your first cup of coffee, if it's going outside for a walk or a run in the morning, allow that to be a moment of taking in the good. If it's when you get in the shower, really spend a moment enjoying the warmth or the coolness of the water, whatever temperature you have that. So add into a current habit you have a moment to pause and notice the small positives. Another key area with this is relationships, particularly helping and relying on others. Now, if you're like me, I'm quite okay to help other people. In fact, I enjoy helping other people. One thing I don't do enough is asking for that help. I don't know. I just kind of feel bad about that. But as a side note here, would you believe that when you ask someone for a small favor, they actually like you more? Some research has been done on this, that they will like you a little bit more if you ask them to do a small favor for you, yeah? So... Anyway, according to the longest Harvard study ever conducted, solid relationships is the key to happiness. And this is something that Dr. John Boletta also mentioned in the episode on flourishing, on how to live a good full life. Another thing you can do here with relationships is make an effort to catch up with friends regularly. Now, again, this is something that I really do need to work on. I love catching up with my friends. I always feel better afterwards and, and during, in fact. But one thing that I don't do enough, which I need to work on, sorry, mates, one thing I need to do more is to actually be the one to reach out and say, hey, let's catch on up. And they even say to do it regularly, like each week, catch up with someone for a coffee. And again, help them out when you can and ask them to give you a hand when needed too. So here's a couple of other things that you can do, again, to increase that sense of meaning in your life. And these are to learn new skills and abilities, uh, exercise because of all the endorphins released and the heightened levels of fitness that comes with it. And lastly, simply stop and breathe. Now, this can help you focus on the here and now and in doing so, find greater pleasure and enjoyment in the moment. And that story I used at the start of this episode about me taking my boys to the pool, because I'm there for an hour, I find myself looking at my phone too much and on Instagrams and all that too much. And so I need to remind myself to put that phone away and just stop and breathe and enjoy this moment. And again, I'm not trying to add meaning to it. I'm not trying to add meaning to the moment of the boys swimming. Instead, I'm sensing the meaning that's in that moment already. I'm drawing the meaning out of it. Again, understand the opportunities that I'm giving my sons by doing this. The safety that comes with them doing the lessons because, you know, there's pools everywhere. Um, Both their sets of grandparents have backyard pools. So tonight they're going to be safer 
that's really important to me to know that they're going to have a different story at this age in their life in terms of their swimming abilities and their confidence and their hope for the future in terms of where their swimming can take them is again very different to my story so I'm not trying to add that meaning on to the swimming lessons that meaning is already there so by me stopping and breathing and just pausing in that moment that meaning becomes a lot more visible so for you this week, let this be your challenge. How can you not try to search for more meaning, not trying to chase meaning, but what are different activities you can do that will allow the meaning to follow? Another thing I forgot to mention, in fact, was volunteering. Um, you know, when you just go and give time to people, when you go and, uh, well, maybe this is the one about helping other people out, but when you go and just give of your time to help other people, a great sense of meaning and fulfillment and leading a worthwhile life comes out of that as well. So again, for this week, what are some of those things that you can do to not search for meaning, to not chase after meaning, but to simply observe and see the meaning within your life. Again, lean into life, take on positive activities, and then watch the meaning follow. So I hope this one is quite helpful for you. I know it's pretty heavy in the middle there with all the different outcomes and the research findings, but again, I hope it was really quite helpful for you. And I'm sure you know someone, one of your friends, someone in your family, a colleague, if you have students, if you're a teacher, because I know lots of teachers listen, if you're a teacher, maybe you're students, maybe there's someone who you know would really benefit from this. Maybe someone who's stuck and they're trying to find meaning within their life. Um, Maybe there's someone you could share this with. If you haven't shared an episode before, it's actually really quite simple. If you use the Apple apps, you just hit those three little dots at the bottom and it'll come up with an option for sharing. You can either text or Facebook message or whatever it is. So share it out there with a few people you know who will really benefit from this. Again, I've been loving the Instagram stories that people are sharing of this podcast. And again, it's really helpful for me to know what you're getting out of these. So thank you very much. If you could do that, that'd be fantastic. And please do leave that rating and that review for me. Um, I really am incredibly grateful for each and every one of you who reaches out either through an email or an Instagram message or particularly the reviews in the Apple Podcast app or whatever app that is that you use. So if you could do that for me, that would mean a lot. So again, thank you very much for joining me on today's episode and I can't wait until next time. Thanks again for listening to the Do Life Better podcast. And have you subscribed yet? By subscribing to this podcast, that enables you to get notifications every single time a new episode is released. In your podcast app, you can find all the show notes for every episode. And if you'd like to get in contact, you can do so via email at hello at projecthatch.com.au. That's hello at projecthatch.com.au. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast, share it with someone you think will benefit from these messages, And now it's time to get out there and do life better.